Everybody likes guns. They just don't know it. Deep inside of the soul, there's a cowboy trying to get out. Welcome to New Shooter Canada. Please remember that the show's content and word pronunciation is simply the opinion of the hosts and their guests. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 211 of New Shooter Canada. I'm your host Thomas and tonight we have the lovely Amanda. Hello everybody. And Mike. Hey everyone. The handsome Mike you mean, right? The handsome Mike, yes. Yes, there's an unhandsome Mike. And we have Josh, of course. Hey, how's it going? Good, good. I'm looking through the show notes. Josh, you actually did some shooting. What did you do with guns this week? Well, I actually, yeah, made it out to the range last week. Uh, Amanda and I went, uh, we shot outside, uh, mostly. I don't know, it just felt like a like a nice day to be outside. And um, with COVID and everything, we just thought we'd put some space between us and everybody on the indoor range. So we went out there and uh, the outdoor range had about, I don't know, a foot and a half, two feet of snow on it. Yes. <laughs> so we're trudging through the snow to, to get out there, but it was pretty good. Um, it was uh, cold and gray and dreary, so it felt like the perfect time to bring out the SKS. I don't know why, but it just seems like a like that kind of gun. Um, probably it's been almost a year since I've shot it. Uh, did a little bit of handgun shooting, but we ran out of time, so I didn't get a chance to do any serious practice. Sorry, Mike. I know we we had a system we we're supposed to do there, but I just couldn't get to it. And uh, this week, I, I actually bought my first handgun in uh, a little over a year. Well, my first gun at all in a little over a year. Oh yeah, what you get? I got the Ruger Wrangler. I found it uh, used on GunPost for a good deal. Um, so now I'm just uh, waiting on the transfer. So I've, I've wanted a, some kind of revolver for a while. It's not the revolver I really, really want, but I've wanted to have a single action too. So um, for the price, you can't go wrong. 280 bucks for a for a revolver. I mean, got to kind of jump on it. It's a Ruger too, so hopefully the quality is all right. So that's a single action in 22. That's right. Okay. Yeah. What it is, it's it's a more economical model of the single six. So what they've done uh, with the Wrangler, instead of having all steel construction, um, it's a steel barrel liner and, and uh, basically it's a pot metal shroud. Um, all the major components are steel, but it's uh, to change cost. They they use a uh, pot metal, make it cheaper. They're, they're, the fit and finish is so much nicer on the Wrangler than the uh, Chap. <laughs> the Chapas are the same thing. And yeah. the Rugers look much nicer. They yeah, look- I've tried a Chiapa and I've tried the Wrangler and I just, it's it's heads and tails above, I think. Um it's got a Cerakote finish on it. I wanted the bronze one really badly just because it looks more cowboy, but I, I, I don't know. This one is black, so I think that'll be okay. And I think, uh, I think like the frame size and the grip are the same as the single six. Like everything's the same size, so I could get, you know, custom grips and things like that. Um, whatever fits a single six, I think will fit the Wrangler. So well, that's good. Yeah. At least in my research, anyhow. So you said it's not the revolver you want. What revolver do you want? Uh, the 686. 686. Yeah. Like you've been drooling over that little <laughs> oh, regular do. for quite some yeah, time. Yeah, I do. You but just it's it's didn't more just uh, it. yeah, but it's more just a uh, you know a couple times a year plinking fun gun. It's not really something I can do PPC with or something, right? Well, so, I'm gonna enjoy plinking with it. So yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> well, you you might be able to do bullseye with it. Yeah, I could do bullseye with it if I. Well, yeah, yeah, I could. Yeah. yeah. I don't know all the rules to bullseye, but. It, you, there, there would be some reloading required, but I'm sure I could just make everybody wait for me. 
Especially if we get some of the other gentlemen that like to shoot their revolvers, if we can get them. Yeah, we'll do a single action league. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, yeah, that you could do, like a single action, using cowboy. Yeah, right, right. There you go. And uh, I also, I, I bought another knife. For some reason, I thought I needed one. So um, I got the sword peasant. You need uh, a look, reason to buy a knife? No, I guess not. Uh-huh. Okay. I look who I'm talking to, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I always thought they looked interesting and, and fun to play with, so I finally ordered one. It wasn't very expensive, so it's uh, you know not a big investment. It's it's I'm enjoying it so far. It's it's got a really big, comfortable plastic uh, handle on it. So I don't know. Is it, is it carbon steel? Uh, I think it is. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, just nice uh, backpack or camping knife. I thought. Yeah, knives are always good. Uh, anything else? Well, that's about it for me. What about you, Amanda, besides hanging out with Josh and going shooting with him? Oh, that was all right. Well, uh, She learned how to clean an SKS. <laughs> I did. I did learn how to clean the SKS. That was interesting. Very messy. Yes. But, it, but you know, it was a good thing to learn. It's been a while, so... There's nothing better than that rotten egg smell. I don't know. Oh, so, so Josh, you sh- shot the corrosive ammo just so you could get Amanda to clean it for you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's right. It's not because I'm cheap. Because I wanted to teach her a lesson. Uh huh. Sure. The lesson is don't shoot corrosive ammo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she'll know next time. No, we'll buy this ammo, dear. Well, when she looks at the price difference, I don't think she'll say that. <laughs> yeah. It's five dollars uh-huh. more, Amanda. We'll get you on some non-corrosive stuff. So okay. I'm sorry for interrupting. What else? No, 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 no. That's okay. That's okay. No. So that was a lot of fun. Um, I did end up having a birthday, so I got a birthday gift with the new Spyderco Ladybug, and it's absolutely adorable. <laughs> it's I tiny, love it. isn't it? It is extremely tiny, but, uh, we, I know that I was looking for something that was a little more discreet for in my, you know, skinny pant pockets, and this will definitely do the trick, or in my purse. I am, I'm really pleased with it. Uh, the blade is absolutely phenomenal. I love it. And, uh, you know, the handle, maybe they could have... The grip? The grip, yeah. yeah. The scales? Yeah, they could have done something a little bit more with that. But overall, I'm very pleased with it. It's it's an it's adorable. That's what I got to say. <laughs> but it's, yeah. it's, so, Size isn't everything, right? Well, it, that's yeah. That's what she said. That's right? how you use it. So I'm, I'm extremely pleased with it. I, I love how tiny it is. And I do have small hands. But, I mean, it's, it's definitely one that you have to still be careful with how you grip it. But I, I am thoroughly enjoying how it cuts. It is there, there is one that's just a, a little bit bigger called the dragonfly. You might oh, like yeah. that down the road. It it's a little bit bigger. Yeah, I was kind of t- toss up on those. Yeah. But she wanted something small, so that's that's something. And it's got decent blade steel on it, too. Absolutely. And you know what? I could always get the dragonfly for, you know, Christmas. another event, another Christmas. Yeah, yeah, there you go. So, I mean, <laughs> I'm all for collecting. So I love that I'm able to add this little. I just put a, a picture on the group chat of the size difference between my knife and Amanda's new knife. <laughs> Can you open it with one hand, Amanda? Um, No. Not yet, but I'm I'm a klutz. What can I say? So, but uh, other than that, I didn't get to do a whole lot more than that. It's been busy, but I am hoping to get to the range this week. Fingers crossed. But we'll see how that pans out. So, so have you shot an SKS before? I have. Oh, okay. 
multiple times, so I really enjoyed doing it. But this t- usually I shoot it at 100 yards, but uh, the benches were all completely covered in snow, at least three feet of snow there. So we just stopped our way over to the 20 yard and shot from there. So oh, okay, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Do you guys get your rate your your yeah your range plowed out? Uh, certain areas of it, but not yeah, that, the, area, that one. Well, there's like a they they bought this year a battery operated uh, snowblower, <laughs> so oh. they they do all the paths and. You know, there was a path out there to walk, but once you were on the range, the line was not cleared or anything like that. Yeah, okay, yeah, but you, like, you don't have to worry about, like, getting your car stuck, or you're not, like, parking on oh, the no. road and, like, hiking two miles in. No, no, not no. at all. The no. The range is only about, you know, 100 feet off the road. Like, the clubhouse is only, like, 100 feet off the road. Okay. And it, it gets plowed, so. Okay. Yeah, we have someone contracted to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's good exercise tramping through the snow, though. Well, yeah, that's fantastic until you get all the way to your range, and then you realize, like, oh, I forgot my hearing protection. <laughs> and you're like, how much do I care about my hearing? <laughs> oh, man, where, I, was, I was at Port Perry one time, and I guess the contractor who did the snow, he he took the plow, and he blocked the whole front door. You couldn't, he blocked the whole range. You oh, couldn't man. get in. <laughs> so if you were inside, you were getting out the fire exit. I get there, and there's like three, and he's leaving, but how do you expect me to open the door? There's like, you put five feet of snow in front of the door. Yeah. Yeah, it took a while to get in there. Yeah. Anything else, matter? No, that's about it for me. What about you, Michael? Uh, just more dry fire. I uh, I did end up making some dummy rounds out of those new round nose bullets that I picked up. Uh, man, what a difference! They go in so much faster and so much more reliably. Um, I don't know why I didn't switch to these earlier. Um, I've already taken 0.2 to half a second off of all my dry fire drills that have uh, any reloads in them. So I think that these are a semi wide cutter before. No, I was using a truncated cone flat point. Oh. So, like, they do have, like, a slant on the side. So, uh, like, how would I describe it? Like, yeah, I know yeah, what you're talking about. Yeah, so it's... Imagine, like, a, a... Yeah, someone who doesn't know. Imagine, like, a pyramid, but instead of it going all the way to a point, it's cut off, and there's, like, a flat spot on the top. So it it did have some sort of... Like, it was better than... I've tried semi-watt cutters, and those are t- absolutely terrible. These were better than that. But the difference is, is with the truncated cones, I kind of would guide the moon clip into the cylinder... And like you had to have it close um, with these round nose ones. I've started doing closer to what I've seen like Jerry Mitchlick do, which is he like lets go of them an inch or two away from the gun itself. So they are free falling into the cylinder and they are, I'd say with about 97 to 98% accuracy, always finding their holes and falling in. Wow. So That's it's crazy. <laughs> it will make a bit it, it'll make a big difference to me so i'm i am already sold on these and it's making me think you know what else am i missing since i didn't do all the tricked out stuff including chamfering the cylinder so i think this might encourage me to do that and buy better moon clips because if this made that big of a difference i'm wondering what everything else will do to my to my time so yeah um 
I also built uh, built some target stands for dry firing, so now I can actually start moving targets around my basement, and I don't, you know, I'm not stuck with the same three spots that I can put them. So I'm quite happy about that, and they seem to be holding up. Uh, I also built a shooting box, like just a box that you stand in to shoot. And it might sound silly, but I've had it a few times, and I can't really explain it, but all of a sudden you have to do a turn and draw, and they put you in a box, which is a normal thing they do. It's not small. It's like three feet by three feet. But as soon as someone tells you you have to get in the box, all of a sudden the box feels a lot smaller than it should be. And you start thinking like, oh, am I going to kick the side? Am I going to, you know, am I going to jam my toe or something like that? And it might sound silly, but when you're trying to go as fast as possible and you're thinking about, am I going to jam my toe? It means you're not thinking about your shooting. So something will suffer. So, so I just made a box and I just started doing that. And yeah, doing my turn and draws. I'm not even getting close to kicking the box, but now I have the confidence that I can step inside a box and I know I won't do it. Oh, that's a great idea. Yep. Uh, I also plan on using it in the future for like starting whatever, five feet to the left, five feet to the right, forward, backwards, and doing like a, you know, on the beep, you have to run to the box, get in, and then shoot. That is also a very common thing to have to do, especially in I-Corps, is you're not usually starting outside of a box, but you're usually running from one box to the other. So being able to enter the box, you know, smoothly with the gun up, you know, taking shots pretty much the second you're in, or even as you're leaving, you want to you want to be moving when you're taking your last shot, so that you're on the go. You're not taking your last shot, going "Ooh, good shot," and then taking off. So, yep, yeah, I'll use it for a few different things. And then the that's last awesome. thing I, pardon me. I said that's awesome. Yep. Um, and the last thing I was supposed to shoot a PPC match tomorrow, but I got called up for overtime, so that's gone. Boo. Yeah, Boo. I know. I know I haven't I haven't been to the range I haven't shot since December and I've only shot one PPC match so far this season so yeah not not doing so great do you get much overtime uh not normally no we've been getting yeah, a good amount of overtime because of COVID but in a normal year no we like I think this is my second highest I've ever gotten for overtime in a year I we never got overtime so if I was offered overtime I, I grabbed it every time yeah I think like in the last three or four years, like we've been good if you get like three or four shifts in a year of overtime. So, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. How about you, Thomas? What have you been up to? Uh, not very much, actually. No. <laughs> um, because I'm, I'm, I'm still in isolation until I get my shots. So I'm still on the waiting list. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, but it was something interesting last night. Um, Runkle the Bailey put up a little video last night, and apparently CFO Ontario is uh, has removed the part where your registration, your your transfer, acts as a temporary registration certificate. So when you pick up the gun and take it home, you cannot transport it any longer till you actually get that registration certificate. So you can't even pick it up from the store. Well, until you technically, have it. technically no, because it there, unless that allows an ATT to take it home. But once you get it home, you can't transport it anywhere because you don't have the certificate. But the certificate number is on the document anyway. So it's another. You know, we we have to deal with all this other crap that's happening already, and then the CFO has to come up and start little nails in our coffin. I got a great idea. Why don't they just put the registration certificate on the same piece of bloody paper for transfer? <laughs> you get it all in Wait one letter. Because they come at the same time most of the time. You get home and it's in the mail. 
Um, but I mean, well, having having that piece of paper stops gang shootings in Toronto, though, right? So it's good. But well, the problem with it is that it's not a criminal offense not to have the piece of paper. They can confiscate your firearms and everything else until you produce it, but there's no charges. But a lot of police and he the uh, the attorney mentioned this in the video last night. They don't understand the law. A lot of times you'll be arrested and charged because you don't have a little piece of paper, even though the law says it's just a. A paper crime, you produce a certificate, we give them back to you. But no, they'll actually arrest you. So why they're doing it, I don't know. So we'll see. Well, uh, I know this just because I just transferred the gun. I got emailed my transfer notice or whatever, the approval. So I had I had it. I didn't have a paper copy of it. So in that case, I could still probably, well, under old rules, I could go pick it up, come home with it. But I just got my registration like this week and i've had the gun for what like two weeks now already yeah so it's it, it's a, a pointless exercise in control I, I don't understand it so you're telling me not to go get my ruger when i when i get the email oh, oh no you can get it but you're you know the, the, the it your transfer does not have the certificate and it's they, they put a a comment on it saying that it no longer includes a temporary registration certificate and all their acts as a temporary certificate. So. I kind of thought it was always that way, though. I was always told that, anyways. I I remember years ago somebody told me that, and I actually called the CFO, and they told me verbatim that that transfer is a temporary registration. It's got the number on it. It's sufficient for transport purposes. Hmm. So, but he just posted up like late last night. It's a short eleven minute video. But if you if you want a, um, <coughs> a legal opinion, what's been going on with the uh, with all the gun laws that's been happening, he has an excellent YouTube channel and he discusses everything that's been happening to gun owners. So I'm and not going to go through it all. It's funny how we have to find these things out on our own, eh? And there's no official notification in any way. No, no. Uh, the good thing, it good news is that he actually he won his section seventy or some of his section 74 so there has been a minor victory in people challenging the uh that letter that we got from the federal government so but it said follow so what's, the videos. What's, what is what is that that's the nullification of the registration certificate or what yes. is that yeah. which doesn't exist in law anyway so right. but I, i'm telling you if you want a thorough examination of what's happening go to Runkle the bailey um Ian, I believe his name is. He has some excellent videos. Uh, he was a host on Slamfire a couple weeks ago. Great show. It's it's well worth listening to. And as a gun owner, you really should try to understand what you're involved in right now because it's uh, it's put us in a lot of legal predicaments. Because like you said, we haven't got papers. There's no um, long gun registry. So they don't know what guns that I own that are prohibited or not prohibited. So if you're not following up and you decide to go hunting and you've got a gun on that list, you know, so you should really check into it. Um, I didn't buy a gun, and I haven't gone shooting, but I almost got a gun. Almost. <coughs> um, it's kind of hard to explain. <laughs> what gun I've did you always... almost get? <laughs> I had my choice. Oh. $2,000. Ooh, that's a good budget. Yeah. I've always gotten the cheapest cell phone I could get. Like, we'll go in, cheapest package, cheapest phone. That's it. I don't, I, I'm not a gamer. I'm not into – I've got a really nice uh, – digital camera so i don't really need the camera features but you know my my phone's full up terry's screen's cracked he goes you know we should get a nice phone i said okay i said i'll look at some nice phones so i went on i'm looking at like 
U.S. prices, so $500 iPhones, you know, something reasonable. I'm trying to be cheap, something that we can, we just said, okay, we'll buy a phone. We won't do this contract financing crap. We'll buy it outright, and then it's our phone. And we can, if you get a good iPhone, it could probably last you five or six years, right? So I'm looking at phones, and she says, no, 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 that's, that's not what I want. I said, well, what are you looking at? Well, she's looking at the iPhone 12 mini, iPhone 12 Pro, and the iPhone Pro Maximum. She's looking at, like, the top dollar flagship phones. I'm like, <clears throat> see, yeah, okay. And I look at the phone that I want without the extra memory. It's $1,500. And with everything that is going to be, like, two grand. I said, you know, you know what? I would rather spend the money and get a gun for two grand. She got kind of mad, and that was the end of it. Next day, she comes up. She goes, well, what kind of gun do you want? <laughs> I said, yeah, I'm going to get a nice phone. She goes, you know, we, we, we didn't do very much for Christmas. And we didn't because, you know, with my brother passing and COVID, we just, we didn't, it was a crappy Christmas. And she goes, you know, and her birthdays are coming up in a couple of months. It's May. And uh, she goes, we think we should get something nice. So I figured, okay. So, you know, I, I get a deal through work. I can get a discount, some of the stuff. So I go looking through everything on the website. There's not one thing that grabs me that I want to buy. So I look through it again. And, you know, with my eyes, open sights aren't going to do me any good. And I've got a safe full of really nice guns downstairs that I'm not shooting anyway. To figure, okay, I'll get something that's got uh, optics on it. Maybe that new Walther. No, nothing in stock. I figure, oh, maybe that 357 1892. And at the end of it, I figure, you know, I got a safe full of guns I'm not shooting right now because the way my vision is. And other health issues. So, and I work at a gun range. I'm shooting all the time when I work anyway. So, for, you know, I'll, I'll pass on the gun. I think I'm going to get the iPhone Pro, <laughs> the iPhone 12 Pro. <laughs> it's got a fantastic camera in it. Um, the video is phenomenal. See, I've got a nice camera, but the video, I never thought about video when I bought my digital camera. And it, the video is not very good on it. So this way, if I want to do videos and stuff, we want to do stuff for the show. At least I've got a tool I could do it. And it'll last me five or six years. And then I'll ask for a new gun on my birthday. <laughs> so you're enjoying it then she still hasn't done anything she's still looking at it so you can make up your mind and i've gone on on to the i've gone williams to see what john had and i've gone to my store to see what we've got in stock and there's nothing that really tickles my fan like there's nothing i really really want so no i i can understand that it's a hard decision to make and really and truly if you've not really been into smartphones before then that's going to be a difficult decision to make because there's always the iPhone versus Android debate. I'm curious. I know Josh has an iPhone. I have an iPhone. What about you, Mike? I have an Android. You have an Android. I'm anti-Apple. I'm one of those it's, people. You're one of those people. <laughs> Good word. Well, I, I happen to also have... Well, I have the iPhone 11. And I, I personally really, really like it. But I, I, mean, I always liked my BlackBerry. <laughs> you still using it? No, no. I don't know. It's just, I do have a lot of music in my phone, and, and I do watch a lot of videos, but I'm not a gamer. But the fact that the problem these days, especially with my camera, um, I've got five or six really big lenses. I've got my chargers. I've got my tripods. I've got my lights. If I want to go anywhere, I'm trucking this great big huge bag with me. And even the camera itself, if I just bring the camera and the telephoto lens, it's still a couple of pounds. So it'd be kind of nice to have something that's, it's not going to be equal, but it'd be pretty good that I can just keep in my coat pocket. Yeah. Well, hopefully you get that all figured out. That'll be good. 
if they had they've got an 1892 winchester and 44 magnum if it wasn't 357 i would have gotten that that was the only thing i said okay if they've got that 357 i'll get because i've already got a 44 lever but i don't have a 357 lever they do have some 686s well so that's what i did with guns sounds like a good plan (laughs) you say you could sell one to josh and buy something yeah i already sold a gun to josh And I gave gun a jock. Actually, I gave him a gun too. Yeah, it's now it's going to be prohibited soon. <laughs> now, would it be prohibited if it's an actual pellet gun? Well, I think because it's uh, it, it's a replica of a, a firearm that's in production. I think that's the what's happening, yeah. or what they want to happen, anyways. I mean, it's a long ways from being law, but yeah. Same with my Walther. I've got a really nice Walther uh, air pistol, but it's an identical to the CP ninety nine. You put it side by side, you couldn't tell the difference. Yeah, at a glance, you can't. No, I, oh. I sent a picture of it to a friend of mine, and he, he thought I had a new gun. Like you, you wouldn't know. That's a good point. I got a pellet gun somewhere. I didn't even consider that that might be prohib now. Mm-hmm. Well, it isn't yet, but if this this new law passes, then it would be. Well, then was the last one, and this is the last thing I'm going to say on the topic of Blair, but he said that airsoft guns weren't banned. They weren't affected. Well, obviously, he didn't read the legislation that he wrote because everything's banned thanks to that red yeah. note this reindeer. Yeah. Did you see him uh, when they, they were discussing it in Parliament? No, I didn't get a chance to watch any of the videos. I could swear that guy has a drinking problem. <laughs> I'm telling you, just... <laughs> It's just he's just not all there. He's not all there. Enough of the depressing stuff. So the main topic this week. <laughs> fun, fun stuff. Fun stuff. It's basically, you know, before you buy something, do some research. Like, you know, we all get that. Uh, we're getting that first RPL, get really excited. So normally when we're getting that first gun. We spend and I think we've all done it. I spent I don't know how many months online deciding what gun I wanted, you know, doing all the research in the gun and the reviews and stuff. And, you know, until I, I finally decided what I what I wanted. Um, but the important part of your purchase is product support and warranty these days. Um, because you have to realize all guns and ammo sales are final because of liability issues. And retailers are only resellers, not the manufacturers. So you'll probably be dealing with either the company that imported the gun or manufactured the gun directly, um, depending on the type of warranty that you have. Now, that said, after I wrote this, I realized there's um, there's a small company called um, oh, European Armors. I think it's called European Armors. Revolution Armors, sorry, Revolution Armors. They do have, on some of their single shots, a two-year over-the-counter exchange. I've never seen it in any other product. Um, you bring it in, that you buy a product from them, and I've seen them do it. Um, if there's a problem with it, we call the company, they say, no problem, replace it, they give me a credit, I give you a brand new gun. Um, and I've seen that happen twice. I think I had two single shots that had light primer strikes. Um, I had one come back, same gun, and but the guy didn't want to exchange because the gun had sentimental value. So we, you know, we contacted the uh, the rep. The next day, the rep came back, came up, and repaired the guy's gun. So there there are exceptions to the rule. You have sometimes some of these smaller startup companies will have really good warranties, but it's it's not the norm. But I thought I'd mention that because I forgot about it afterwards. But in, you know, in some cases, um, like you're. Depending on what you have, uh, you could be out of luck because if that gun uh, 
was made from overseas, it could have no support unless the retailer or the importer offers a warranty. Um, some do, some don't. It all depends on where the firearm was sourced from. Um, this is why what we, su- we suggest that you look at the retailer as well as the firearm before you buy. We want you to do some research in the retailer. I'll give you a good example. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, Marstar and Marinko Firearms. Marmstar, Marstar is a retailer and they're also a distributor. So they you can buy a gun directly from Marstar or I know uh, last time I was speaking up at Williams, um, they buy their guns from Marstar as well. So the, the, the advantage is, is that Norks will have a two-year warranty through Marstar. So if you get it through them, you can send it back the repair take you know they'll take care of you but a uh, gun source from a different importer i know uh, an importer on the east coast brings them in there is no support you're on your own um and to some shooters that's not a big deal because there's a lot of guys that uh that are into building guns and they just want the the parts the north parts for a build you know you know they consider them almost disposable because the prices are so low but you know to a new shooter on a budget it's a lot of money to spend on their first gun and they bought that gun to shoot, so they're going to have some pride and ownership for it. So, and you know they want to keep it. So if they have a problem, repairs can be costly if there's no warranty. So a decent warranty is a must if you get your first gun. Just like you know, if you buy a used car, sometimes you buy that extra warranty just in case. So, and then these days the big industry, uh, the big players in the industry, I should say, are being hit too. Uh, Remington and its massive holdings are being cut up and sold as we speak. Uh, last I heard, Colt USA was in receivership after being bankrupt. For the second time now, um, a lot of gun brands owned by Remington are being cut up and sold. So it's one thing I've noticed over the years. It's not uncommon when a new company or buyer comes in um, to take over a company. They only warrant the guns manufactured up after their um, takeover date. For example, uh, several years ago, probably 15, 20 years ago, Tasco got sold. And it was right in the, uh, their policy on the website. If you bought the gun before they took over, you're out of luck. If it's anything after them, you're fine. So that could be a factor too. Um, so once you decide on a firearm, that you, the other big choice is who you're going to buy it from, right? Um, I'm lucky. I've got a couple of really great retailers near me. But, you know, times have changed. And online shopping and in-store pickup is the norm these days. So, And a lot of us shop by price point. I do too sometimes, uh, just to save money. And the lowest retail price often wins. Um, but you want to do your research in the store first um, before you place your order. Because uh, buyer's remorse after ordering something, an example from Heroes Outdoors, then reading thousands of bad reviews was not a good thing for me because I, I, I was just waiting to get screwed. And luckily, they did come through for me. So what you want to do, if you're looking to retail, you want to see what the store's policies are about returns, exchange, restocking fees, warranties, etc. Some stores offer uh, charge you a restocking fee of like 15 to 30 percent, trying to discourage you from bringing it back. But most stores, as long as it's resaleable in original condition and it's not used, most stores will let you bring stuff back. It's not an issue. Um, but you got to really read the fine print that some of the retailers hide on their website. So I went into. Um, I'll give you a couple of red flags to look for. So, for example, I, um, I'm going to use Heroes Outdoors as an example because um, <clears throat> their website's kind of iffy, and they, they have changed their website recently. So, it doesn't. Some of the stuff that was on there is not there before. So, when you look up the page, I typed in Spyderco, and it gave me 1,213 results for Spyderco, and then it says here, search for our large inventory. Well. You would assume by looking at this website that they have a large inventory. And when I actually purchased a knife from them two years ago, it actually said on the inventory in stock. So when you look at it, you think, oh, they got it in stock. They're close by. I'll buy it here because they're only in Oshawa. 
so my my logic was well if i get it here i should get it in three days if i bought it in mississauga msnr it may take four or five days if i buy it in bc it's going to take you know a week so i'll buy it from from heroes well that's not the case <laughs> um they actually have no spiracles in stock i decided because the store is only 17 kilometers away i drove to the store um all they had in the cabinet was all these beat up old garbage knives and there, there actually was one old Chinese spider coves that was probably 10, 15 years, like one of the first spider coves in the case, beat up. Nothing in a box for sale. It was just all these beat up knives. There was nothing. But their website led you to believe that they had a full line of spider co knives. Now, they did change the weather. Another flag is the shipping times. So normally if you go into a website, it'll say, you know, it'll be shipped within three to five business days or, you know, one to three, depending on the store. And with COVID, a lot of stores are really running behind schedule. Like my last order took two weeks, but that was kind of the post. It wasn't the retailer's fault. Well, if you go to the fine print, um, there says most things, oh, I just lost it. Their shipping time is 20 days on something you order online. So why would a retailer need 20 days if they have all these things in stock. Well, what they do <laughs> is they don't have anything in stock. They're drop shipped. They don't have the inventory that they claim they have. Now, if you want to go in there and you want army surplus stuff, they got all kinds of stuff in the store. It's all there. But 90% of the stuff that's on their website, they don't have. But it's misleading because when you go on there, but not till you read the fine print that you realize, well, something's up. Why, why 20 days? And you know, the, the, the one thing that you really have to watch for, the really in really small print, it says in general orders, Heroes Outdoors does not accept returns or exchanges on online items. So you can buy something in the store, and there are other warranties actually on there. It's uh, on the website as well. With all the conditions that I mentioned before, it has to be resaleable, original packaging, unused, and all that stuff. But if you buy something online, you can't bring it back which is, to me, it's ridiculous because I can drive there in 10 minutes or I have the mail there. I'm still, it's, that that was a big red flag. So what happens, and they've updated their website recently. So what normally happens, and you can go on to Google reviews, which is why I mentioned this, because Google reviews is an excellent source. What happens a lot of times, they've got so many products on their website, they don't keep track of them all. So for example, we all know Spyderco knives, Benchmade knives, they all have, annual markups, price increases every year. So I went on there when I first started looking for knives, they had knives that didn't exist that weren't in production anymore or prices that were two years old. So when you click on it, you don't hear anything from a month from them. And then finally they'll come back and say, oh, it's out of stock. It's no longer available. That's crazy. Yeah. That's so, garbage. <laughs> Absolute garbage. So you got to look at some you know, little things like look at the shipping times, look at the return policies. And most stores aren't like that. Most stores, like if you go on to the big box stores, they've got all their policies right up in the open, you know, with the return exchanges. You know, you want it right up front. If you have to go searching for these little tiny prints, it's not a store you want to deal with. Because if you if you have a problem, you, you, you want service. Like there's there are dozens of great retailer, uh, retailers across Canada. It's a big country and there's lots of smaller coast-to-coast -coast retailers that we may not be aware of. Um, and it's great to see so many new gun shops starting up and doing well. Like the last four or five years, um, Melanie's Gun Shop, uh, Dean's done fantastic. He's opening a range. I know so it's 
the industry is growing, even though the government's trying to kill us, the industry is still <laughs> growing and expanding. So it's great to see. But, you know, it, like in any industry, the odd time you are going to get a bad retailer. But luckily, there are few and far between, uh, but there are still a couple out there. And I'm not going to mention any gun stores by name. I just use Hero as an example. Um, they're not a gun store. They're an army surplus store. Unless you're into airsoft and paintballs, most shooters aren't going to go there. And I wouldn't recommend shopping there. Unless you, you're in a military surplus, you go in there, I got lots of neat clothes, but that's that's about it. Yeah, you and, see a lot, of, a lot of horror stories on Canadian Knife and Gear about them, about people just not even getting their order at all paying the no. money, not getting no. something. I don't, I don't know, with with that much competition around, it's amazing that someone can stay in business. Yeah, especially well, with then, the, a Canadian facility that you can actually go to that someone's not going and yeah. reporting them to the BBB. And, well, I'm sure they have. <laughs> and having them shut down because that's obviously very fraudulent behavior. He, The owner did get charged several years ago with, uh, he had a lot of prohibited dives. Oh, he lost all, all, all uh, the, 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 the all his gas station knives because that's basically what they were. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, as I said, ninety nine point nine percent of them. But in this day, especially with COVID and shipping and these new pop up companies, um, just go online, do a little research, look at the website itself. Especially if it's a company you're not familiar with, odds are it's an outstanding company, very upstanding. You know, uh, speak to your friends. Have you ever heard of drdeals.ca? Yes. Is that is that reputable at all? Like it, I've seen some mixed reviews. I haven't actually used it. Yeah. Seems like they have really great pricing and that that kind of turns me like a red flag too. It's why are you $200 cheaper than everybody else, right? You, you just, uh, in a, a great case deal, like that, it's, it's probably counterfeit. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Sir, what do you buy from Dr. Deals? Well, I, I've I, heard of I, them. They have guns. They they have like they're a firearms dealer. Like oh, I've, really? I've never yeah. even heard of them. Yeah. Yeah, I was just on their website today, actually. Do you know where they are? Out of curiosity? Uh, uh, I can, I'll take a look. Well, I'm Keep already heading talk. to their website now, so. <laughs> it's Canadian, that's all I know. And like, there's there's a lot of online stores that are very, very reputable. Like uh, Durham Outdoors, he's just, I've spoken to him before. He's just up the street. Uh, apparently, he's great to deal with. There's very few bad ones, but if you if you do the research, you'll avoid the bad ones, basically. And the only other thing I want uh, want to suggest, especially for a new shooter, um, everybody price matches, so don't don't be afraid to ask, right? Usually, if it's in stock, new item at another store, like if you come into my store and you're looking for a shotgun, and say FOC has it on sale for thirty dollars cheaper, and you you know I look at my cell phone, and it says in stock thirty dollars, we'll we'll match it. And a lot of these companies, you know. They'll, they'll price match it a lot of times, even if they're not making anything on it, just to keep you as a customer, just just to keep you coming back. And I've seen that where we we haven't lost money, but it's it's low. But you know, hey, good customer, no problem. We'll we'll do it for you. And well, you've experienced that with the with Bullseye. They they took really good care of you. Yeah, yeah. I was looking for my uh, for my victory, and uh, Gotenda had the best price I could find. And I went in there and and showed him. And as long as they had the same exact firearm in stock, uh, then that was fine. You know, and the good thing with the smaller stores, um, if they don't have something in stock, they'll get it for you. Um, they'll try their best to get it for you if it's available. Um, they'll work very hard to keep you as a happy and repeat customer. And so you don't get that Bass Pro. 
No, no just do not get that. <laughs> I can go into. Uh, I got three decent retailers near me. Uh, I can go into my store. I can go to Williams. I can go to FOC. Even actually sales, I get great service at sales because I know the gunsmith. But you know, I can walk in there and I walk out like, okay, I, I was taken care of. But there's some places you walk out. It's like, damn, I shouldn't have bent over. So you know. <laughs> anyway, that's the kind of store uh, I, I like to shop at. At the end of the day, to me, customer service is everything. Because if I have a problem, because I've been screwed over a few times at stores, so I really appreciate when a retailer goes out of that extra, ex, out of the way, that do that extra little bit uh, to take care of me when I have a problem. And I um, think I, I think Amanda's had problems just being a woman in a gun store as well. Absolutely, yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> 100 percent but luckily uh bullseye was not one of them in fact when i was just getting like i wasn't purchasing any big i was getting some uh gun cleaning station gun cleaning tools but at first you know they kind of left me alone probably just to see how i was maybe i wanted to be left alone but then uh the moment that uh i went up and asked some questions uh they were super super great to get me everything uh within my price point but also I started talking about um, like the getting potentially dipping my uh, Ruger 1022 so they gave me some suggestions as to who I can go to and uh, or other suggestions Uh, so I was really excited that they kind of went above and beyond because that's not a service that they would obviously get any credit for but they definitely went above and beyond gave me cards you know, told me where else I could go to grab other little items here and there that they may not have had in stock. So they were really, really great. Do we want to mention the bad experience? My bad experience? Yeah. Gobbles? Gobbles. That was awful. Yeah, so I I actually bought the 1022 from Gobbles online because it looked like it was a fantastic deal. And I had uh, called, they had charged my card. So I said, so is it ready for pickup I happen to be off of work and they're like we haven't charged your card yet and I'm like yes you have (laughs) and so basically long story short got it all figured out and they're like oh yeah I guess we'll have your gun ready in about four hours so they called me they said it was ready and that's fine so I went in and I also like it was a busy day don't get me wrong but I waited in line just like everybody else to go and get my my gun and I said well by the way I also need trigger locks and that's actually where I, I also said I want the gun stick cleaning station. I want oil. Uh, by the way, do you know anybody for dipping? Or, like, is there anything I could do? And they're like, um, yeah, here's your gun. Have a great day. Oh, that's <laughs> and, terrible. Yeah, it was absolutely terrible because the big purchase was done. And uh, originally... Actually, so this was partially my mistake, but when I was looking at the gun online, it almost looked like it had a white stock, but me being a newbie, had no clue. So I showed him the picture, and I said, Guy, like it looks like a white stock. And he goes, it's gray. They don't come in anything else. Not an apology or, hey, no, that looks like, I can see why you might think that, but no. He was just like, uh, no, bye. And I just went, Okay. Yeah, that that does happen. Like I've, I was at I won't say the store, but I've seen them shut down new shooters and say, "Well, basically, you're wasting my time. It's busy. Come back when you have your license. I've got paying customers to to a new shooter." Which, yeah, that that really upset me. Um, the worst one was uh, you're talking about being a woman and being treated. It's Terry and I went to Bass Pro, 
So those of you don't know, my wife's in a wheelchair, but she has her RPAL. And she wanted to see a Marlon Papoose. And she rolled up the counter. She, you know, she had her ticket and everything. And they're calling up the names. And they, 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 they looked over her. And I said, excuse me, excuse me. She's right here. And I just stood back, right? And Terry said, yes, I'd like to see that. And he goes, oh, dear, you need a firearms license before I can show you that. Like, very condescending. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, this is a, a, a crippled girl in a wheelchair that doesn't know anything about guns. She says, yeah, can I see your, see your pal? She would have pulled it out. But you don't say, oh, I'm sorry, dear. You have to have your help. But come on. And she, oh, she ripped him a new one. <laughs> Not only do I have a pal, I have an ATT use. Good for, good yeah. for her for standing up for herself. Because, yeah, me being a new shooter and female trying to navigate it on my own i like i don't always want to have have to ask for help but obviously i do until i start getting a little more experienced and educated about the products and being like you know yes no uh you're that's not the right product that i'm looking for blah 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 just uh it's very intimidating and if they would just go i know thomas you told me about some customers that you have worked with and if they would just go ahead and do that little extra bit it would make all the difference. It really would. It really does. Yeah. No, just say, like, uh, any questions, any help, just call me. I'm right here if you need anything. Because a lot of times people say, I'm just looking. It's okay. Well, if you need any questions, just come get me. No problem. Exactly. So it's really, really important to just put in. Yeah, a lot of people like to just look around. But when they start, usually just by making the offer, then they'll go, actually, I have a question. And you're you're making yourself available to them which is really important and and i have to say people really appreciate it because i've had several commendations like people have taken my boss aside and given them commendation giving me commendations just just because i went for that little extra bit just to just to help them out yeah you know, just answer That's the questions like you know they like the fact that i didn't high pressure them i just you know answered the questions it was really nice to them i was very helpful and then they come back and they buy from me so yeah we actually had a pretty good experience at that uh, archery place. Where, where was that? Oh, up in Port Elgin? Uh, yes. Trying to remember the name of it. Oh, my goodness. They <laughs> wow. were great, too. He had it lots of stories. And he brought out an, uh, an article. No, yeah, it's mainly a fishing store, fishing and archery. Fishing and archery, yeah. They were really cool. I really enjoyed them. But same idea, like just sat there and chatted with you and – we, I picked out some arrows, and then that's where Josh got his... Uh, My recurve. Your yep. recurve. So it was a, that same type of environment, same type of feel. Just took the extra extra moment and not put a lot of pressure. Well, it's funny, though, too, because I had a really good experience at the bow shop uh, at Shooter's Choice in, in Waterloo. Yeah. But really, I don't find the gun room really all that inviting. <laughs> but yeah. the bow room is totally the opposite. It's the same, same store, but just... The people it just depends on the re- on the people behind the counter right it's just yeah I don't know. you have to imagine so, that the store owner is going to hire people who are like-minded to themselves and if they open up a bow store first and they're going to want bow people first before they get gun people yeah well that's exactly what it was at our door our store it wasn't the gun store it was a hunting store archery yeah i can see that but no it makes all the difference when you're, you make yourself available and knowledgeable. JNS Tackle. That's the one in Port Elgin. JNS yeah, Tackle. JNS really Tackle. good store. Yes. Yeah. Highly recommend them. It was funny. I was I was at um, 
uh, the CSSA had a stick to your guns dinner. It had to be 15 years ago. And uh, they were there. Tony Bernardo was up there and he's thanking the sponsors. And Williams Arms is one of the sponsors. And remember the guy um, on the table beside me, you know, when Tony read out the sponsor's name, he said Williams Arms. And the guy beside me said, Williams Arms. I never heard of Williams Arms. And there are two or three of us still, yeah, that's a little gun shop in Port Bear. But because back then the internet wasn't out there, it was word of mouth. So of course. in that room full of, uh, I don't know how many people, five or six people said, oh yeah, Williams Arms, because they do such great service. You know, people, if you get a store that treats you right, you tend to repeat going there. Absolutely. I'll give you an example. Absolutely. I had, I had these two wonderful customers um i won't say their names but the the gentleman is uh he still works for the ttc and uh they come to my store just to shop with me they don't want to talk to anybody else they only want to talk to me and they wanted a walther pistol they wanted a sorry smith and weston with the walther barrel the uh, the black uh seven shot black anyway I, there's none left in the province i didn't have any i contacted the the distributor there's none left but FOC showed one in stock. And I said, you know, guys, I hate to send you to another store. I said, I can't get it for you. And I said, that's a good price. You know, you know really. And they didn't want to do it. They did not want. They felt that they were betraying me going to another store. I said, no, I'm trying to help you. If I can get you the gun, if I can get you the gun that you want, you know, it's there. I said, I'm sorry, I'm not making any money off it. But you guys are such great customers. I just want to help you. Well, of course, they, when they went to FOC, it's one thing I've, I've, I skipped on this thing. There was a glitch in the system, and the gun actually wasn't in stock. They didn't have it. They couldn't get rid of it out of the system for a couple of weeks. And I can't blame FOC because we had the exact thing, same thing happen with uh, Winchester SX4. We'd get it out of the system, and it would mysteriously pop up, and then people would buy it. And you have to call and say, no, it's not. And it, it, this one gun kept coming back up in the system that didn't exist. So it can happen. But, you know, even though he's... I wasn't selling them gun. I wanted these guys to get. The, he wanted this gun so bad. I said, "Look, go for it. Go there." So, and then he came back and told me, "You know, I didn't buy it. They didn't have it. But the next gun, I'm still buying from you." So, you get customer people really appreciate when you take care of them. They really do. That's awesome. I guess I shouldn't tell my bosses since I sent uh, him down to FOC, but <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm trying to help the cop. I don't have it. Nobody else has it. And I really want him to get the gun he wants. So, you know, why not give the business to Fred? Because I know Fred will take care of him at least, right? So, exactly. if it was there. Yeah. I worked in retail. If there was a service or a product that we did not have and I couldn't give them something that was similar or anything else, I always had a couple names in hand. So, for watch repairs. There used to be a gentleman downtown, Antiques and Time, that we would send for specialty uh, watch repairs or, you know, a couple different other jewelry shops that might do repairs that, you know, weren't covered under warranty uh, that they might get their product a little quicker. So it's just something that you you always keep in your back pocket as a, a real or not a real estate retail well, uh, yeah, especially in, in, in our business, we get a lot of people coming in asking for gunsmiths and gunsmiths and coding services and Cerakote. And there's a lot of people locally that I could recommend, like Red Tower Armory and stuff. You know, it, it's nice when you say, yes, uh, Keith Long, he can take care of you or Red Tower Armory can take care of you. But then 
I can I can warn them about some other things. So I say, don't take it there. If you if you want your gun back in reasonable time, don't send it there. Send it to this person. Don't send. You know, you can <laughs> you can you can guide them. So you know, these two or three guys are really really good. I would really avoid this person if you don't want to wait six months for your gun. But you know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I find it's especially with guns and uh, any hunting gear, even knives, it's really important, the customer service and the uh, education behind it. I mean, working in retail for so long, you know, they throw you in a little training program, you learn about the products and, and you move forward. But I find uh, especially in these particular industries of the retail, that having that little extra gusto and excitement about what you're talking about is really key to building those relationships. So if you've got that, you know, I'll trust you. Uh, I 100% trust whoever I'm talking to, that they know what they're talking about, or if they sound like they know what they're talking about. They're feeding me a bunch of BS. I can usually read through it. I may not be educated on the product itself, but I usually can read when they're trying to feed me BS. So I think it's great if you can find places that have that educated associates working with them, just like Thomas. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's funny too. Like in in my place, um, I'm the only one that's into knives. Nobody else is really into it. I, honestly, everybody that hunts there, they all have buck knives with 420C steel or really light, cheap ones. So you know they're they're not really into it. So when, it, when I get customers coming, they I get I get sent to the knife counter when people come in. And uh, it was funny. I had this uh, this young man, and he was looking at the the bare knuckle, and it's it's an expensive knife. And he was probably 16, 17. And I, he knew a lot about it. So I, thought I took it out and I showed him to it and everything else. And I said, uh, but, you know, it was a lot of money. Like, we're, we're charging full retail pop. And it's, I think it was like 150 or $160 for the knife. And I said, and he was a young guy in high school, doesn't have a lot of money. I said, uh, you got your cell phone on you? He said, yeah. I said, we price match. I said, I know for a fact that Blades Canada has this knife on sale right now. I said, Go online if it's in stock and you want it. Just go up to the counter and ask Garrett if you'll price match, and he will. And I can sell you that knife for that price. He said, "I'm not getting any signal out here." Runs outside, sure enough, gets it, <laughs> screen prints it, and yeah, we 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 I, so I sold the knife, and price match was really really happy. Um, month, a couple months later, I'm in the back, and the kid walks up, he goes, you "Remember me?" Pulls up the bare knuckle. Well, he's now our co-op student. Oh wow. <laughs> He goes, I really appreciate you saving me that, that little bit of money in this knife. I really, really like it. I said, oh, let me see it. So I took the knife off him, opened it up, tuned it, dialed it in, fixed the center. He goes, there you go. And else in the action's like butter. I'm that kid's best friend in the knife store. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you are. But it's nice, you know, that you, you have uh, customers that you, that you help and they come back. Now they're they're part of your work environment, which is kind of nice. And he, it's the first thing he said to me, like, I really appreciate the fact that you saved me some money. Thank you. I said, oh, you're very welcome. That's awesome. Like so, it it doesn't matter sometimes. Like you've you've got you've got a percentage, you've got a markup, but sometimes you just to move the product, you just knock the price to price match, keep it out. It's you have to do it these days. You have to price match because there's so many uh, retailers out there in the competition. Um, if you're not following prices and being up with everybody else's, you're going to be lost, you know, lost behind. So, so do most so anything stores, else, you guys? Do most stores price match then? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
I, I that's not something that I usually look for. Well, usually I just find the cheapest place and I'm getting it shipped anyway, so it doesn't matter to me. But I never considered finding a cheap price and going to my local store and just seeing if they'll price match it. Most will. Yeah. Because you know, at least they're not making. It, you have to make a certain margin in order to, especially if you've got a brick and mortar store. There, there's a certain percentage that you have to make on everything just to, just to stay afloat. Mm-hmm. But you know, just they'll 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 price match even a big guy just to, to get the inventory out and get more inventory back in basically. Oh yeah. Now places like when we're discussing heroes, they won't price match because they don't have anything in stock to price match. With. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Yep. And everything's all set up online and you can't get a price match on that kind of product. Yeah. That's it. Price matching. You have to go in the store. Yeah. And yeah. then sometimes there's there's incentives as well too. Like once you're in the store, um, price matching as well. Um, with LeBaron's used to have LeBaron's discount card. So if you if you I think you paid twenty or twenty five bucks for a year, it took seven percent off whatever you purchased. So if you're doing a, a big item, it was really worth it. Um, we have something similar at where I work. It's a Browning card, Browning Winchester. It's twenty bucks and it takes ten percent off. But you know if you're if you're buying a big ticket item. It pays for itself right off the bat. So if you have a store that offers, oh, the other thing I should should have I forgot to mention as well. Um, a lot of times, uh, retailers have or manufacturers have rebates. So before you start looking, go online to see what they have for rebate. Especially Winchester and Browning, they quite often have shotgun rebates, and uh, the retailers don't always mention it to you. We do, but a lot of places don't. So sometimes it may be wait. It may be prudent to wait to say just before fall hunting season before you get that gun because that's when they're going to offer the rebates. So there's one thing I forgot. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Yeah, because when I got my Browning BL22 um, SNR, which is on other business, they've closed down. They not they they gave me the sale price, and uh, there was a hundred dollar rebate from Browning as well too. So I saved probably $250 on that gun thanks to that store. So. Oh, awesome. So is, is there typically a, a best time of the year to buy a firearm? Like I know you, you mentioned hunting season, but now, yeah, well, now, yeah. <laughs> now is always the best time Seriously, to buy a gun. Any time of the year, usually before like, hunting should season. Should you wait that's... for Black Friday? Should you wait for, for Boxing Day or, you know? Well, Black Friday, Boxing Day, you know, Thanksgiving—it can vary from region and country. Uh, usually, the hunting seasons are what the, the 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 prime discount rates are. So, like, I mean, if you're looking for a restricted, though, that wouldn't really matter. No, it's mostly hunting. Like, if you look, say, before hunting season, that's when Bass Pro puts a flyer out. So that's the, the the cheapest time is when actual hunting season. That's when everybody's trying to get whatever products have been sitting in the shelf all spring and get them out there. Fair enough. I think that's about it. Um, Anything else you want to add? Uh, No, I think you covered it all. We talked about our favorites, our favorite stores. I'll give a small shout out to Clinton Sporting Goods. Oh yeah, that's a good. That's that's probably the most local that we have. Yes, it is the most local. He now has restricted. He didn't before, but he does now. Oh yeah. I never thought about that, but just in general for service, I had emailed or Facebooked him to say, hey, I was looking for this particular gun. Do you have it in stock, new or used? And what's the price point? And, you know, he's very chatty. It was like a, a 
older man and a, his well, yeah, grandson. He's a, yeah, he's a young guy. I think the younger kid owns it. I think he's probably yeah. in his in his twenties, and his grandpa works at the shop with him. And yeah. oh, that's kind cool. of a neat kind of a neat setup there. Yeah. yeah What's the name yeah. of the shop? Clinton Sporting Goods. Do they have a website? Yep. Yeah. I'll have, have have a look at that. Yeah. So yeah, they're what twenty minutes away from us. Yeah, if that. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's a good little store there, and not I mean, the best place to buy ammo, though. Ammo mm. prices suck, but some, sometimes it's good fire prices. Yes, yes honest review. Yeah. yeah. The, the, now, w- with ammo prices, that you get your the amount of ammo that the retailer buys is going to directly reflect what their costs are on the ammo. So, a smaller store that's say not buying the same amount of ammo that we're getting it, they're getting it at a little bit higher price. So his costs are going to be a little bit more. We'll, we'll, we'll buy like 3 million rounds. He might buy 3,000. Exactly. I found his gun prices, though, were actually, I would say, a good $20, $30 cheaper. So in general, oh, he was being very competitive that way. Yeah. And uh, he ended up having a used. Yeah, he has used, uh, used and trade-ins. Used well. and trade-ins. Yeah. So that's where I ended up getting my, my bolt-action uh, Savage. So... My Mark II, so I was very happy with that purchase, hands down. It was because not every store will do a trade in either, so that's kind of a nice, yeah. nice option. No, that's that's another thing too. Trade ins are funny. Um, depending, sometimes you'll go to do a trade in. Uh, say for example, we'll, we'll, our my store here will actually purchase the firearm if you're going to do a trade in. We'll purchase it, but say if you go to Williams, it goes on consignment. So no. it's uh, it's twenty percent. Say whatever they get twenty percent, and if they pay by credit card, you pay whatever the four percent on the credit card. So, if I go to Williams, I lose twenty four percent, which I don't kind of like. But if you go to my store, he's still going to buy it from you wholesale price. So you're not saving a great big deal money. The advantage of trading something in, like if you take something to trade it in, whatever value that you put onto the trade in portion is not taxed. So if you say you buy a gun that's fifteen hundred dollars and you get a thousand dollar trade on whatever gun that you brought in, you're only paying the sales tax on that five hundred dollars, which is an advantage of trading something. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So sometimes the money that you'll lose uh, by the price that he's going to offer you, because he's going to resell it, any store is going to resell it, you're going to save on the tax savings, especially if it's a big ticket item. So trading in sometimes is better than consignment, all depending on your circumstances. You should really just keep the gun, though. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, I regret <laughs> trading stuff in. There's a few guns that have slipped through my hands that I I, I, I regret selling. More than a few. So events. The CCFR is having a stick-to-your-gun draw. Usually it's a CSA doing stick-to-your-guns dinners. Well, now the CCFR is having a stick-to-your-guns draw. And I think they're going through FOC, I believe. Uh, so it's, it's, it says sticker time, four prizes available. All proceeds from the contest will be donated to the CCFR's ongoing legal challenge, and they really need your support. Uh, FOC will match the full value of the proceeds of the donation. So whatever they raise on this, they match it, which is excellent. Um, whether it's their legal battle, their television show, or their ad campaigns, they need our help. Support the CCFR as they seek to reverse the 01 order in council prohibiting the federal government. The guns up for the draw are the Freedom Ordinance FX9. Excellent firearm. We ran that thing for months without even cleaning it. Blowback, 9mm carbine. Super accurate, never fails. Uh, Spectre Limited WC MCR rifle with folding stock. I have no idea what that is. Uh, type 97. 
the pictures there. I just haven't looked. I've scrolled past it. Right? Uh, Type 97 Gen 3. And that's and a, a bullpup, I think, right? Yep, I think it's a bullpup. Made in China. Um, and what I heard, there's no support in that gun, but I don't I didn't tell you that. And then the, <laughs> the, and then the Charles Daly 101 Little Scorpion. Unlimited entries, so you can buy as many draw tickets as you want. Unlike um, a lot of our gun shops that are doing it, this is going for charity. This is going for a really good cause. So if you're gonna, if you're planning on getting into a gun draw, I think this is a gun draw that everybody should get into right now. Just saying, and you can win a gun. So what would you pick if you could pick? Obviously, the FX9 seems to be your pick. Um. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely the FX9. I've got no use. The, the Type 97s, the triggers are horrible. Your, their sights are like six inches above your barrel. Um, yeah, just... And the, just, the little Scorpio, that's a 410, right? I believe it is, yeah. yeah. It's that little pump, isn't it? It's a uh, it, looks like it's a, it looks like a single shot. It is a single shot. Yeah. yeah. See, now I have to click the link to see what it says, because I honestly don't know. And then I don't have my glasses on, because I'm using my phone to do this. And of course, it doesn't work. Oh, well. <laughs> That's oh, I about it. Um, I, I, I honestly ticket. I think it was like overwhelmed because it took forever to load the site. So did you buy one? Yes, I bought one. Did Probably because one all four of us just clicked on it at once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Terry trying to get the uh, the benefit right now for COVID. To get, uh, the system's crashing. She can't get through. <clears throat> so I uh, be honest, I have not checked the email or the website. I've been very lacking in social media these days. So... I honestly don't know if we have email. If you wrote the show, I'm very sorry. We haven't checked it. So we just say on the website that they're still sold out of tickets. Restocking soon. That's what it says. But it's a digital ticket. How could they be sold out? Well, they might yeah, be right. sold out of the stickers. Because you're buying a sticker, not a ticket, right? Nobody this really is wants true. a sticker. <laughs> well, I think technically they have to do that. Yeah, I think it's, it's a legal kind of way yeah. of getting around raffle and like uh, needing a lottery license. Because at the bottom of it, um, there was a no point entry clause, and there there always has to be. Nobody can have a contest without a no point entry clause. It was funny. It was we had a, a grand power contest, and boy, you should have seen the closet Dave wrote it. You can enter it, but man, did you have to do some writing to get it? I think one person actually did it. Oh wow. Yeah, but he made it really. But you could, and it, the guy got entered. So, well, that's good. Well, but a lot I'm of places don't <laughs> don't know that. Like, if you're having any type of lottery, there has to be a legal option for a no purchase entry in Canada, unless unless it's the province of Quebec, then they've got strange rules. Okay, so that's what we want to see for the next uh, episode of New Shooter is uh, Amanda's essay. Very funny. No. No. She's that cheap. <laughs> My sister's so cheap, she squeaks when she walks, so. Oh. I, and I told her that. Oh, I'm not that cheap. I think Josh is more cheap than me. When her, her I guess my nephew must have been about 12 or 13, he had some some teeth pulled, and my sister didn't want to pay for the anesthetic. <laughs> and I said, I'll tell you what, I'll lay you in the chair, I'll take some pliers, and we won't give you any. Yeah, she paid for it, she did it, but oh my that's how cheap my sister is. <laughs> She she reuses baggies. Wow. 
I didn't inherit that. That's pretty intense. So please send any feedback, questions, or comments you may have to host at newshootercanada.ca or our Facebook page or in our comment section of our website at newshootercanada.ca. Don't forget to like us on Facebook and leave us a comment rating on iTunes. We don't actually... you ever checked iTunes? <laughs> you need a login to be able to see what your rating is. And when I got a new laptop, it didn't have iTunes on it, and I wasn't going to be bothered with it because that iTunes kept crashing my old computer. So, nope, I haven't checked in a long time. Well, if I get an Apple phone, I might have iTunes. Well, there you go. You can check the reviews. <laughs> Find out that we have like a thousand of them all backlog saying, hey, there's something wrong with your audio. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, man. So any shout outs? George? George isn't here. Wanda's not here either. I guess they're still on their honeymoon. Boy, those two must be tired by now. <laughs> <laughs> Amanda, any shout outs? Um, you know what? Shout out to my sister, Ashley, this week. She's uh, been helping me haul ass at my house, excuse my language, but uh, doing a lot of cleanup work. And uh, thank you, Ashley. I really appreciate it. So, Josh? Well, I've got kind of a sad shout out this week. Uh, we lost a really great member at our club this week. Uh, rest in peace, Jeff Simmons. Uh, we all miss you. He was a director member as well. And he was one of the hardest workers around the club. He'd come once a week and handle maintenance. And he was just always there to help out. And uh, he always participated in every event. Thursday night pistol nights, he was there. Every breakfast shoot, he would help out and shoot. And uh, really great guy. He's from Newfoundland. Um, hunter all his life. Outdoorsman all his life. And really great guy. And he's uh, going to be definitely missed. Oh, it's sad to hear. Peace, yeah. Peacekeeper, too. Yeah, told yeah. you as it was, but you know he he always yeah. knew how to calm some of the wild ones down. So yeah. he's really great guy. In the short time that I met him, I really enjoyed his company. And what about you, Mike? Any shoutouts this week? Uh, Mike, shoutout to Amanda. Happy 29th birthday! Ha! Ah, excellent! <laughs> Thank <Happy> you. Birthday. <laughs> oh, forever 29, right? Yep. Awesome. I don't that. think I don't okay. think I have any shoutouts this week. <laughs> I'm trying no, to think. no nope. shoutouts. No, nope, definitely. So yeah, definitely. Happy birthday, Amanda. Oh, thank you. I'm trying to remember what George's tagline is. He's keep keep your girls on range and smoking. He had another one too. Oh, I don't remember what it was. Something about the frozen igloo. Oh, well, that's an egg. old one. Yeah. <laughs> When George first recorded, he was recording the show in his uh, isolated ig igloo bunker. Apparently, he was recording in the igloo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hidden underground bunker. It's a good thing that he's married. He's no longer living in the bunker by himself. Oh, did they? <laughs> now he has Wanda with him. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Wanda. <laughs> Until next week, keep your barrels downrange and smoking. Time spent at the range is time spent with family. Go ahead and shoot like a girl. Choose your caliber wisely. Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening. Good night. Good night. And to Benny, our only only listener. Our only listener. <laughs> Sarah listens. I want to see if he listens right to the end. I want to see if he listens right to the end. Okay. Well, I really like 22 now. 
Thanks for listening. We'd love to hear from you with any questions or feedback you may have, or if you just want to call shenanigans. You can contact us at host at newshootercanada.ca or through our Facebook page. The way they look, I like the shiny steel and the polished wood. I don't care if they're big or small. They're for sale till I want them all. I like guns. I like guns. I like guns. I like guns.